1: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. What's your level of interest in Evander Kane?
2: Well, I've talked to his agent. I know his agent's Dan Milstein. I know Dan very well because he was Pavel Datsuk's agent. Um, I had lots of dealings with with with, uh, with Dan Milstein. So I, I have talked to uh, to Dan Milstein, his agent. You know, I'd say to you as the, a as the manager, it's my responsibility to... You know, investigate every situation. Um, you know, talk to managers. So um, I have talked. I have talked to Dan.
1: All right, here's what Dan says. Dan Milstein, the agent for Evander Kane, put this out about uh, 90 minutes ago or so on his Twitter account. Still interviewing with teams, no contract in hand, salary not yet agreed, many details to be worked out, no travel plans over 48 hours. Now, former NHL referee Tim Peel, who we had on the Faceoff Show about two and a half months ago, had posted this afternoon that Evander Kane was going to wind up being an Edmonton Oiler. Dave Panyata, who's with the fourth period, says, uh, let me clarify, I have landed back in Toronto from the road. Evander is joining the Oilers, as Tim reports. Now, also be careful because there are fake Twitter accounts under uh, Dave Panyata that say things about the terms of the contract and things like that. Those ones are fake. The guy only had a, a few hundred followers uh, as opposed to someone, uh, the real Dave Panyata who will have thousands. So that's the latest on Evander Kane. There's been no further comment from the agent, obviously nothing from the Oilers. Um, some uh, uh, hockey insiders from various publications and outlets saying that the uh, Uh, interviews continue as the agent said that the Oilers perhaps are as high into a a final three situation one of three final candidates with perhaps Tampa Bay and Florida also being in the mix so that's the latest such as it, it is on Evander Kane possibly becoming an Edmonton Oiler now of course Evander Kane was placed on unconditional waivers over the weekend he cleared and the Sharks are or have terminated his contract. So he he is an unrestricted free agent. He has not played in the NHL this season. Remember, he uh, lied about his vaccination status. So he had a 21-game suspension. He was sent to the San Jose Barracuda of the AHL, and there was a violation of COVID protocol there. Uh, it, it involved him, you know, traveling when he wasn't supposed to travel. He did get vaccinated, or at least he said he did, in November. So there's that issue. Um... I guess taken care of if you want to look at it that way. Obviously, this is a uh, player that has had issues, shall we say, controversy in other situations. Uh, You can flash back a few years that apparently, you know, Dustin Bufflin and and him didn't get along. Uh, Evander Kane has had gambling issues in the past. He says that he is uh, over those. He was accused. Uh, by his wife of abuse and of gambling on NHL games that he played in. He denied both those things. The NHL investigated and said no grounds for anything on those. So that's where we're at. A controversial player, a damn good hockey player, who has a lot of the skills the Oilers need. He's big. He's 6'2". He's 210. He's 30. I mean, he's not old by any means. He can put the puck in the net. 22 goals in 56 games last season. The year before, nineteen twenty, shortened year, twenty six goals in thirty four games. He had thirty goals in seventy five games in eighteen nineteen. He's pretty much a lock to score you twenty. So he'd be, uh, you know, joining the Oilers for basically the final about two thirds of the season. So you're hoping he could certainly at least get you in the high teens in goals if indeed he did come here. And it is still an if. It, it is still an if. There is nothing confirmed, though there are reports out there. And uh, again, the agent himself saying on Twitter, still interviewing with teams, no contract in hand, salary not yet agreed, many details to be worked out, no travel plans over 48 hours. Now, no travel plans doesn't mean you couldn't sign a contract before that. But uh, anyway, (laughs) that's, uh, that's the latest there. So Ken Holland, that was a question I asked him this morning. He had a media availability at 10 o'clock, took about 20 minutes worth of questions. That's uh, all the orders uh, allotted everybody today to ask a couple. Uh, And, of course, he was asked other questions about Evander Kane, including, uh, you know, about character and
2: second chances. I believe in second chances. You know, it's hard to be perfect. We're all people. We all make mistakes. Some make big mistakes. Some make little mistakes. But it's hard to be—it's hard to be perfect. I think if somebody makes a decision or does something in their life and they make a mistake, I think they have to, you know, try to, um, you know, learn from it and and try to change. You should be entitled to a second opportunity once they once they do some of those things.
1: All right. So. Second chances are fine. I, I certainly have heard some people argue that this is would be beyond a second chance for Evander Kane. Um, First of all, Kane has to choose the Oilers. He, I mean, he is a free agent. He's in an, a, a, an unusual situation. His previous team has basically fired him. And... He's a free agent in the middle of the season, which is pretty rare to happen in the National Hockey League. First of all, even if the Oilers want him, he's going to have to want to go to Edmonton. Certainly, he's not going to make a lot. I mean, you might be looking at a million bucks or so to play for the rest of the season. He was under a $7 million dealer deal from San Jose. He is, in a lot of ways, a reclamation project. Ken Holland on that.
2: You know, I think the answer is Yes. You know, you, you know. I think you're talking about a player that hasn't worked out somewhere else. I know yes. it's for a reclamation project because these are, you know, so it, it, when a situation doesn't work out somewhere else to give someone another opportunity, yes. Do I believe in it? Yes.
1: All right. So uh, there you go. That's Ken Holland. You know, asked some questions sort of generally this morning about second chances and reclamation projects and asked a couple questions more specifically about Vander Kane himself. So look, the, the GM is interested. Um, I know I got uh, some of you chiming in last night. Uh, Stauffer put up put out a poll on the Oilers now Twitter account about it. Everybody's going to have opinions on this. The guy can play. His skill set would help the Edmonton Oilers in a lot of ways. It's ex- exactly what the Oilers need. And uh, in other ways, there is the possibility of being a distraction that is exactly what the Edmonton Oilers don't need in a season that, to this point, has uh, been subpar, especially given the expectations that were raised at the start of the season when they shot out of the gate. So this is going to be an interesting one to debate. We will talk about it tonight. Again, uh, despite some reports out there, there is nothing official. And uh, by the way, that poll that Stauffer and Escott put on the Oilers Now Twitter account would you like to see the Oilers take a flyer on Evander Kane on a one-year deal worth around a million dollars? Yes, sixty-one percent. No, thirty-nine percent. So there you go. If you have around two thousand votes. So if you put any stock in that, then I guess sixty uh, percent of you right now will think, well, yeah, we got to sign the guy, winning first, hockey first, talent first. You try to deal with the other stuff, if there is any. And uh, other people are saying, no, 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 no. There, there, is, there is too much baggage to bring this guy in. Something always seems to be a distraction somehow, wherever he goes. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that story, obviously. And we'll talk about a little bit, little bit more with Craig McTavish, who's coming up between 6.30 and 7.00. So, look, we know what the Oilers need. We've been talking about some of the shortcomings on the roster. We are uh, we wondering about goaltending. We're wondering about maybe trying to get a defenseman or two. We're wondering about uh, a little bit more up front. You know, could they use somebody else in the top six? Kane would fit that role. Could they beef up the third line a little bit? All those types of things. So what is the trade market like right now in the National Hockey League?
2: I've talked to a few managers the last week. You cover the league. I mean, how many trades of consequence have gone on in this league since October, since the season started? Uh, not many i mean there's been the odd trade but you know and there's other teams struggling besides us we're not the only team struggling i mean so i think the reality is the solution has to be in 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 the, either in that locker room or or you know somebody from bakersfield i am working the phones I, for right now today i think that the, the, the solution has to be in that in that locker room. And again, I it's like I said, it's the team was first overall December the second. Now we're we have the second worst team in the league we're, we're, the last thirteen games. So we're better than what we've been playing. I believe that. And um, I don't know that there's any I could go out and make some some big trade to kind of turn the things around. But I am I am talking to teams.
1: All right. Well, look, uh, general managers are always talking. Uh, I mean, Ken Holland's right. They're there usually aren't a lot of blockbuster trades. Well, often at any time during the regular season, but there are some along the way. And um, I I think right now, what Tippett is saying publicly and, and you can never know what he actually thinks. I I mean, you know, he, I think he's obviously aware of the message he's putting out there. And I think if a general manager were to come out and say like, yeah, I need to make, you know, three trades, the guys in the dressing room might be like, what, what's he talking about? Like, like we can do this. So I think he's right now giving that, vote of confidence for lack of a better term to the players to the coaching staff and saying like hey i i i've hired you guys for a reason i think you're better than you've been the last 13 games and i'm going to give you a chance to go out and prove it i just wonder how patient he can be and how patient he can afford to be again with these two top players who aren't getting any younger with a fan base that has been repeatedly 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 beaten down and seeing their team not uh, live up to expectations. Yet, who for the most part have continued to be very loyal with their support of the team, and uh, I think a year out of the playoffs uh, could be pretty costly in a lot of ways. Okay, the hotline is powered by Certainteed Professional Grade Building Materials seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three We have Ron and Red Deer ear to get on the show. Ron, go ahead.
0: Hey, Reed, how you doing? Yeah, good. Awesome. So. The the one thing that gets me that that hasn't been like um, Ken was co- commenting about the nine zero one, but five of those games were third stringers second stringer goalies, so we had lesser, um, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and they faced a, they faced some backups along the way. Absolutely, yep.
0: Ab- absolutely, and then the the next set was like more of the second, first, and second stringers, and what gets me here is that everyone knows the business of hockey is to win. And I absolutely applaud that Ken is going after. And it's common, it, it is common knowledge that when um, Thornton and um, Marlowe picked him up from the airport, and in the time when those two gentlemen were on the team, he was well-behaved. Do we have leadership that will be like uh, Thornton, that will be a voice, and like Barlow? I'm sure they said some because we don't know what goes on in the locker room. But uh, in my opinion, Kane has respect for veterans. Do we have that leadership that will keep him in line? And also, did you think that uh, Kane realizes... This is possibly his last chance, and he knows that he's going to be playing with the best players in the world. I'm going to listen to your comment, Reid. Thank you.
1: Well, the leadership comment you make is an interesting one, and the anecdote from San Jose for sure is is an interesting one. I mean, I think in Edmonton, even though he doesn't wear a letter here, I, I think that would fall on Duncan Keith, somebody who might specifically lay it out for him and say, like, hey, man, uh, I, I hope I don't have to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Maybe Mike Smith. Uh, I mean, you know, Connor and Leon are obviously a little younger, but they still are leaders. So you would hope there would be uh, some sort of messaging there. For, and I, I think that's a good point from Ron. From a colleague, you know, from a coworker, not from a boss, not from the coach or the GM, Uh, who are always telling you what to do to some extent from a colleague who says like, Hey man, like we're, we're all toeing the line here. We need you to do it. And I would, I would certainly hope Evander Kane, as Ron referenced is, uh, is, uh, has the wherewithal to realize, well, yeah, how many more chances I'm, am I going to get? I I mean, some people would categorize his next contract, whether it's here or not as a fourth or fifth chance, not as a second chance, given some of the other uh, controversies, that has swirled around him in other stops. Okay, I got to call a quick timeout here. Darren is coming up next. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Just quickly updating the scoreboard here. Florida leading Vancouver 4-1 halfway through the second period. Also in the second, lightning up 3-zip on the Sabres. Blackhawks and Blue Jackets tied 1-1. And in the first, the Predators have a 1-0 lead on the Avalanche. Games coming up later include the Maple Leafs at the Golden Knights. We will welcome Darren to the show on the Teed Hotline. Hi, Darren. You're on with Reid. Go ahead.
3: Hi, Reed. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Good. Um... So I just wanted to ask you one quick thing because I didn't look too much into it. Um, do you think the Oilers putting Nima Linen down to the minors has something to do with making
1: room for Kane? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think that he, he's just ready to go and he's going to play. By the way, uh, Alex Stalock is probably going to join the Condors tomorrow on a conditioning stint. Side note about goaltending. But no, because I think if okay. they signed Kane, they'd, you know, they could make a subsequent roster move if they needed to or whatever.
2: What gotcha. do you think though?
1: What do you and think? You would would you be interested uh, um, in Kane? Yeah, totally. So
3: I think everyone's aware of all the sideshow stuff, but uh speaking from just directly like a on ice impact, I think the addition of Kane so we've been talking what's wrong with the oilers. Well, we need another top six forward and we need a third line center. Well you put Kane in the top six that immediately fixes your top six and now you have options to put Nuge at third line center or if you think Ryan McLeod can play on the third line um, you can now you're moving someone from the top six down to the bottom six and you have just immediately made both the top half of your lineup and bottom half of your lineup better um, and then going from there now we're looking at goaltending is it Skinner is it from another team uh that's kind of yet to be seen and then I would say a third pair left defenseman so well I think or even, or even a second
1: pair even a second pair quite frankly because I think Keith yeah, could be your third well, pair
3: yeah second yeah whatever you want to call it right okay. um but I think I think addition of Kane would immediately solve our forward top six bottom six issues what do you think about that?
1: Well, yeah, from a hockey standpoint, it's it's pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, I gave his stats. We know how he can play. We've we've seen him play against the Oilers for for all these years, and usually do pretty well against them, especially as a Shark. Um, so yeah, you're you're right. I mean, you, then do you bump Yamamoto down? Do you bump Nugent Hopkins down to the third line? Uh, I mean, do you roll with? Uh, You know, do you roll with Nuge, Dreisaitl, and Kane? Do you roll with Fogel, Dreisaitl, and Kane? Do you roll with Yamamoto, dry I mean, there's a whole bunch of options, right? So this is just going to come down to how comfortable is Ken Holland and how comfortable are the Oilers players. I mean, look, these players know. my, My stance would be, Darren, these people, these players know about each other more than anybody else, right? What do they say about each other? How do they, How do they treat each other as teammates? What's the guy like in the dressing room? And so are they gonna are the players gonna think, okay, this is worth the risk to have this guy that maybe we're not gonna like or maybe he's gonna break the rules. Is, is that gonna be worth it to have? I mean, you're right, hockey wise, there's there's really not a debate. I mean, yeah, is he better and like I, I love Yamo. Is he better than Yamo? Sure. Uh, yeah. goal scoring wise, is he is he a better goal scorer than Nuge? Of course he is. He may, might not be a better passer and all that stuff, but um, you know, is he better than Pulley Arby right now? Well, yeah, he is, right? So, is he? Does he? Uh, does he kind of become the fourth best forward, maybe fifth best forward on the team? If wherever, you, depending on where you slot Hyman, for sure he does. It's just all. It's just all that other stuff, Darren. That they're going to decide if they're going to live with the risk of him doing something that is a distraction or an embarrassment. That's how I yeah. look at it.
3: I agree. And I think, uh, like, if you look at the other teams Kane has been on, and obviously he hasn't been in a situation where he's on a one year deal and he's got to prove himself. He's been on, like, a big ticket for a while. Is he was kind of like the guy. Like, he led the Sharks in scoring. He was, mm-hmm. um, even when he's in Buffalo, he was probably, if not their best player, one of the best players. Well, if he comes to Edmonton, like, he's not that stupid that he can look around and be like, okay, I am not the guy here. Like we've got McDavid and dry You got a guy like Darnell nurse. Like he's not, he's not the important link to the team. Right. Or he's not the best player that's there. So I think that's something where his ego, um, like I think he'd be able to realize like, I'm not the guy. And I would, I think that would be a good thing for him.
1: Darren, I always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for listening tonight. All right, thanks, Reed. All right, we got to go to the news and weather, and we will talk more about Evander Kane, some other things Ken Holland said today with a man who took to that uh, podium as general manager of the Oilers for a couple of seasons. Craig McTavish is up next.
0: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.